Hello, my name is Kristen and I am obsessed with all things play-based and child-led learning. Truly obsessed. I am here to help you navigate the messy and the magical on your journey to a play-based program. It is truly magical on the other side and I want you to feel each day what I feel when I walk into my classroom. I am the homeschool mama to four. I'm the founder of a play and nature-based preschool and forest school and I am here to cheer you on. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get going. who is an author that I have talked about a lot and um, in the interview she offers a coupon code and the coupon code is wild to use on her website for her courses and in the episode she says it's ten dollars off but when she went in to create the coupon code it only allowed for a percentage so you will be you can get 10% off at raypika.com for any of her courses also, if you have not checked out information about the Play in Nature Conference in Carson, Washington this summer, July 31st and August 1st, it's an in-person conference that my friend Tiffany Pearsall and I are putting on, and we want to meet you. So check that out on my website, learning-wild.com, and the third Play-Based Learning Masterclass will kick off in June, and so... Um, it will be open for registration at the beginning of May. So if you've at all thought, I am wanting more information about play-based learning. I need support. I need Kristen's help. I need a roadmap to get to a play-based learning environment. That is the place for you, the Play-Based Learning Masterclass. And you can sign up to get on my information list when I roll out registration for that course. You just head to my website and then you click on the Play-Based Learning Masterclass icon and it'll take you right there to submit your email address so I can let you know. All right, that's enough. We are going to head over and chat with Ray Pika. Today, we welcome Ray Pika to the podcast. Ray is an early childhood consultant advocating for for educating and developing the whole child. She is the author of 21 books, including What If Everybody Understood Child Development, which is my favorite. She's the blogger at raypika.com, online course creator, and a popular keynote speaker. She has shared her expertise with many groups, including the Sesame Street Research Department, the Center for Disease Control, and the President's Council on Physical Fitness and Sports. I am so honored and very excited to have a conversation with Ray today. (laughs) Welcome, Ray! Thank you, Kristen. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my gosh, I I just still can't believe that I get to talk to you and see (laughs) see your beautiful face Oh my, well, you are very generous. You can see it. I'm glad nobody else can. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I really don't know anything about your background and I am, I I want to find out, I love origin stories. How did you end up in early childhood education and how did you end up where you are right now? Uh, By accident. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I knew I loved dancing. I've known since I was about in fourth grade, at least that I wanted to be a writer. Those two things were intentional, but uh, 
you know, early childhood was not on my radar until I, I, I took my first dance class when I was 24 because we couldn't afford it when I was a child. So mm -hmm. um, it was a group of other adult women. And then somebody in my community said, would you teach preschoolers uh, to dance? And I said, sure, I'll try that, which is how I've moved from one level of my career to another. Sure, I'll try that. Sure, mm -hmm. I'll try that. And uh, uh, you know, I realized very quickly that they didn't need dance technique as much as they needed bodily and spatial awareness, opportunities for creativity and self-expression. And so I began studying movement education and it, you know, just led me step by step. I, I, uh, I got a call one day from, this is when I was living in New Hampshire, Stratford County Head Start. And they said, we hear you do this movement stuff. Would you like to do some staff development training? And I said, sure, I'll try that. Oh. <laughs> you know, I was at NAYC one year, went into the Del Mar booth. They're now Cengage Learning. Um, and the editor there said, would you like to write a textbook on movement? I said, sure, I'll try that. You know, I just oh, kept nice. saying yes to these opportunities. And my passion for the field grew and grew and grew as I yeah. went along. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that so many people can resonate with that, that it's just kind of a, when you become an advocate for young children, it's, it's something that you just fell into. It's not something that you said, I want to be this when you're a senior in high school, ready to move off into the world. <laughs> Who knew such a thing existed right. in this career? Yeah. I know. So now I'm kind of putting puzzle pieces together because a lot of what I read in, in the books that I have that I've read of yours talk about movement. And I, I wondered how movement became your thing. And now I get it. And now I understand it. So that's really cool. Yeah. And I think some of my movement colleagues, you know, those who, who are strictly movement people wonder how I have moved out of that strict perspective but you know it went from movement for movement's sake physical development physical skills motor skills and all of that uh to active learning because i realized that the little ones need to physically experience concepts in order to mm -hmm. really understand them so i became a proponent for active learning which is still very very much my thing but that really, you know, when we talk about active learning, we're talking about we're talking about cognitive, physical, and social emotional development. So it's educating the whole child, which is something we've talked about in early childhood for a long, long time, but I don't yes. actually see a lot of. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, it just sort of evolved. Uh, and as I became a proponent, for active learning and educating, developing the whole child, I became more and more aware of what was happening to childhood and play. And so I, I just don't think, I just needed to, I don't wanna encompass it all, but I needed to do what I could to help the children. And of course, to help the children, you've got to help the early childhood professionals yes. as well. So that's Definitely. the, you know, yeah. <laughs> yes. So I, the other day, um, creativity is um, one of my favorite things. And I love to just, I, I'm a thinker. I just love to sit and think. And one of the thoughts that hit me was that 
when we choose play and when we choose something that goes against the status quo, the traditional thing that society values in general, which Mm. is more of a traditional approach to early childhood education. But when you choose play, you you're choosing, even if you know it or not, to be an advocate for young children. And so I didn't realize that going into it, that like I, a lot of my job was going to be advocacy for Mm. creating this play-based nature-based program that goes against the status quo. So how can we set up people like me who are just starting out? How can we set them up to be advocates for play? How can we teach them what they, how can we give them the tools? What do you suggest? You see, you just did it naturally by starting your program, which is a program that follows your beliefs, your philosophy of what children need, what childhood should look like. So right there and then, Kristen, you were saying, this is what I advocate for. You know, Mm -hmm. this is what I know to be right for children. So that was, that was a statement in itself, but I do often say we have to educate the parents, uh, and, and maybe that's, maybe I need to rethink that phrase because I don't mean it to sound condescending at all, but we, we do have to help parents understand, you know, as much as we're educating the children because yeah. they are, they want the best for their children, <clears throat> excuse me, but they are um, under the burden of a lot of misinformation these days. One of them, you know, one of the things they believe is that Play is not productive time. And I'm not quite sure when productivity and accomplishment were words that came to be associated with childhood. It seems as though life and education have become one long race. And that's very, very sad and not healthy at all for the children. It's not healthy for the parents. It's certainly not healthy for you early childhood educators. So, um, So, yeah, we have to help them see the reality versus the myth and the big one earlier is better is what mm-hmm. I'm constantly tackling you know um this again it goes back to the race we have to get them started on the road to accomplishment as soon as possible or they will fall behind hopelessly for the rest of their lives and be miserable failures and none of it's true right it's true so in terms of tools for advocacy you know collecting any research you can. I know a lot of people have said, well, when I come across an article, you know, how do I give it to the parents without sounding like I'm a know-it-all, right? Mm -hmm. I just say with as much enthusiasm as possible. Wow, look at this article I came across and, and I just needed to share it with you. I would share it with everybody and not just one parent. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. maybe uh, put it in the child's cubby with an enthusiastic note so you don't have to do it in person, you know, something like that. But share as much mm-hmm. of the truth and the research as you can. Of course, it, you know, it has to be, I mean, we don't want to be doing research papers. Yes. White papers and all of that. It has I don't to read that. It has to be digestible. And I have actually found amazing tools on your website Hmm. um, that letters to parents. Yes. Oh, those are amazing. And we have actually made it a part of just our, the culture of our school that we send home 
something every single month. And so parents just expect it. Yes. You can't make them read it, of course, (laughs) but we're hopeful that they, that they'll take a look at it and learn from it. And so if that was one thing that I going into it said, part of what our advocacy is going to be or parent education. I didn't call it advocacy at that point in time because I didn't really even know that's what I was doing. Yeah. Was just making sure. Yeah. Making sure that they get the information every month. There's just something new. So um, there's a, that's a tip for anybody out there who's listening. Have you ever tried? I know uh, some directors have a book club for parents where everybody's reading the, the staff and the parents uh, and the director all reading the same book at the same time and maybe get together. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you might do it on Zoom to discuss it or that might be easier yeah. for the parents, right? Right, totally. We have done that in the past and had great success with it. It was super fun. Um, with COVID, it was kind of like put at, on the back burner just because so many more things came to the present for um, the teachers in our program and parents in our program and, you know, trauma and a pandemic is real. So like, um, but yes, like we made it fun. Like we would go paddle boarding. We're in Minnesota. So we have like a ton of lakes. So we would set up a paddle boarding night and pizza and we'd have pizza and go paddle boarding on the lake together and chat about the book. So making it fun like that is, is something that we've done in the past too, for book clubs. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. There are all sorts of ways to be an advocate. And, you know, I, I use the word champion because I think yes. the word advocate can be a little intimidating. Yeah. I, I, when I think of advocate, I think of someone who's, you know, speaking before Congress and same, you know, raising the fists and pounding the podium. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. But no. <laughs> It can be as simple as what you did starting your school. It can be as simple as using um, the correct words or, you know, the respectful words to describe ourselves. We're educators. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not just anything. Uh, You know, I mean, it depends. Everybody has their strengths. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are some people who feel qualified or strong enough to go speak before Congress and mm-hmm. others who maybe there's a resist bot I mentioned in my, my course on becoming a champion for playing joyful learning, okay. which, you know, allows you to go out, you know, to just send it electronically, your message to legislature, le- legislators. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, now we can be a little bit more anonymous. Although I'm not staying very anonymous. I'm constantly tagging secretary, education secretary Cardona in my tweets. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to get good and tired of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love that you are bold enough to do things like that. And you know what, Kristen, I, I don't think I would have up until maybe last year. I mean, I just, it, it's just, I'm only able to now. There are other people I really have been, you know, I've admired who mm-hmm. who do that sort of thing much less anonymously. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have a colleague who is constantly on the governor of her state about screen time and screen time uh, safety standards and all of that. And, 
he knows her well. <laughs> so, you know, I've thought, gee, I don't know if I could do that. But I, I think it's one of the benefits of getting old. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm at that point where like, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Yes. It's only so much time I have left to fix things. <laughs> I Yes. And I actually have been falling more. I, me personally, I've held back a lot just because of, you know, scared of what people are going to say yes. on social media, scared of what the comments are going to say. Don't you know, I've gotten those. some trolly comments. Mm. Um, but you know what? Like, I'm just, I'm done. I, if I'm going to advocate for children, if I'm going to champion for them, I am going to. Good for and, you. You got there a lot sooner than I did. <laughs> a lot sooner. <laughs> oh, well, they deserve it. Like we, they, we don't have time. We don't have time to waste for these kids. So I have young children and I'm going to champion for them all day yes. long. Yes. Good for you. Good mm-hmm. for you. Okay. And, you know, I'm thinking that, uh, uh, when when we're saying these things, you know, for example, if you were saying these things, it might go in and out the ear of, of a parent or, you know, whoever. Um, but if they hear it from another source, and I just want to say that any of my blog posts can be printed up and duplicated. I am happy to have people oh, do amazing. that. Thank you. Um, as long as credit is given, you know, exactly. I, I love the, yes. the website to be cited. But um, other than that, you know, spread it around. I think that's the one way I haven't been shy in the past. I mean, it's easy to just mm-hmm. write a blog post and be, you know, very fierce and and commanding. Mm-hmm. And um, and you just sort of pretend nobody's going to read it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I get a lot of support. So, uh, the trolling, oh, I should not quit. The trolling hasn't been an issue for me yet. A couple of times, you know, a couple of times. Yeah. Same. Okay. Talk to us. You mentioned a course. Mm -hmm. I'm, I actually am taking this course and it's phenomenal. So I want you to tell people, give us a little blip about what that's about and where they can find more information on it. Okay. Thanks. Um, yeah, I have four courses at this point and my most recent one is uh, become a champion for play and joyful learning and you know it goes over all of those those steps from the the simplest to the more challenging I I don't really address you know speaking before congress or how you would go about that I have no idea but (laughs) um (laughs) but you know the making it um, making the idea accessible and, and, and manageable to people and, and helping them see why it's, why it's necessary. So, yeah, I really think that things have gotten so bad for young children and so bad in early childhood education that we all have to become champions at some level Yeah, because it's hurting the kids. It's really hurting the kids, you know, these unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. that we have for them. But all of my courses are at raypika.teachable.com. Awesome. So teachable.com is the platform where I house them. And I would love to offer your listeners $10 off any of the courses Amazing. that want to take. I have to create a, a coupon code for them. And how about if our code is 
wild. What? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to write it down. You wouldn't think I'd forget such a thing. <laughs> but, you, know, you just never know about these things. <laughs> um, I want to circle back to two things. Yeah. While you're writing that down. Um, don't forget to write it down. <laughs> I did. Okay, good. Right there. Um, so I think another, like a very, very simple way for people to be a champion for children is to, when you see content that is on, I mean, we all hang out on social media platforms, but when you see something that you're like, yes, people need to know this, like this is, this is what developmentally appropriate practice is, or this is what play is like, share it, like share it to your personal page. That is a very simplistic way to be a champion for children. So easy. Yes. And I decided last year I was going to learn how to be like the real, the, the advocate word that we think of like government level. And I was so scared because like, I mean, that's just scary to think about going and standing in front of all these like very educated people. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I think a little less of them <laughs> <laughs> makes it less scary. There you go. Um, but in Minnesota, and I don't know if there's programs like this around the United States or around the world, we had a organization called think small. It's yes. a nonprofit or yeah, they, well, they, put they, t- they run red leaf press who publishes oh, my books. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So think small in collaboration with an, I think it was childcare resource and referral in Minnesota. Um, have they put together this advocacy program for early childhood educators and you have to apply to get into the program and they accept 20 people every year. And it's a year long program and they teach you everything you need to know about government and advocacy so that you can like go and they make you do like a project do during it. And they make you go and like, one of the things can be speaking to Congress. Yeah. And so I was accepted and I took it last year and then COVID. And so everything Mm, got canceled. But good for you. Right. So I can't wait to jump back into that and learn more. So that's great. Well, in in my course, I also cite defending the early years and NAYC. They all have um, advocacy kits and steps that you can take. Yeah, they do. Good to know. Uh, I did not know that. It includes a little, a little, uh, maybe 14 minute interview with Denisha Jones, who is the executive director of Defending the Early Years. And she has some wonderful things to say and makes people really comfortable with the idea of, of, but there is help out there. And that's the big takeaway from the course, I hope, is that we're not alone. There is definitely strength in numbers. You know, we're not alone. And I used to kid in my my presentations and say, you know, there are more of us than them. There are more of us than them. And, And they, you know, they just have to listen to us. But I did, I went to a, an advocacy um, seminar one Saturday morning that Northern Virginia AYC was putting on and they had state legislators there. And I was just, you know, just so gratified to see that they had taken time from their Saturday to, to be there. And the, the one thing that struck me the most was when one gentleman said that 
if it's important to you, you have to let us know about it. That was, mm. that's, that's paraphrased. Because of course, they get a gazillion things come across their desk every day and that are important to everybody. And they're not just gonna suddenly sit there and think, gee, I wonder about early childhood education. No, we have to bring it to their attention. So, so yeah, if, if it's important to us, we have to let them know about it. Definitely. There was a group in Minnesota a long time ago that was trying to make change for something in the childcare industry. And they organized this big drive. Like they sent all these legislators and representatives diapers in the mail <laughs> with their note or whatever, their letter that they wanted read inside these diapers. And they just flooded their office with diapers. Wow. That'll catch your attention, won't it? <laughs> yeah. So in my um experience in life, I have always found that if you can make something different or you can make it creative, or if you can find a way to do something different than everybody else. Yeah. Stand out a little bit. Yes. You will be seen more often than not. So, um, just figuring out ways to be creative about how we get the word across. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to top diapers. I have some people in my learning community who have sent them copies of my book, What If Everybody Understood Child Development, which is also my favorite. Don't tell the others. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, who knows? I mean, it, they're short little chapters and mm-hmm. you don't have to read them all, but still you have to open the cover and who yep. knows if they're even going to do that. So um, diapers is a bit more attention getting than that. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything, I know we could talk for hours mm-hmm. on ch- child development, developmentally appropriate practice, advocacy, champion for ch- champion, championing. Is that even a word? <laughs> it is a hard word. <laughs> I've tried it before. Championing. I try not to have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else? on that topic. Otherwise I have three rapid fire questions for you. Oh no. Rapid fire. Hmm. Um, no, I just, we can't let play in childhood go. No, you know, we cannot, um, the children are suffering. We're going to have adults who are suffering greatly as a result of the childhood that they're having now. Uh, so we, we have to, we have to fight back at whatever level we can. We do. Yeah. Okay. This doesn't, these questions don't have to be early childhood related, but if they are, that's fine. Um, I want to know what are your go-to podcasts? You know, I don't listen to podcasts. My, my, why did I know you were going to say that? My phone keeps telling me that I need to have some music on there. And it's like, ah, one more thing I have to figure out. No, thanks. Um, when I do listen to a podcast, it's usually one of my old ones that I used to do for BAM radio network. Okay. Um, Do you know BAM? I do. I've heard of BAM radio network. Yeah. It's actually the largest education. uh, Podcast platform. Yeah. Yeah network of, of education podcasts, um, in the world. But wow. yeah, this morning I was creating a, um, a PowerPoint and I wanted to review some of my podcasts. So to okay. see if I, 
could recommend them because it's been a while since I've re- recorded any live ones. Yep. So yeah, I listened to my own. <laughs> you know what? I've done the same thing actually. <laughs> I'm like, I need to like revisit this just to see if this is applicable to what I'm doing now. So, yes. okay. What was the last book that you read? Oh, well, I love fiction. Mm-hmm. I read fiction all weekend and at Ooh. night before I go to bed. Okay. Before I go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I have recently finished the last so far in the series, the Outlander series. Okay. I haven't read those. Oh, quite brilliant. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you seen this, the show on no. stars? Yeah. No. Um, but I do want to say that I just finished this professionist professional book recently let the children play and in my course it's one of the books that I recommend but I didn't hadn't read it yet I didn't (laughs) know it existed until I went searching for books advocating for play and so I ordered it because it sounded so wonderful and it is is let the children play how more play will save our schools and help children thrive. Mm. And one of the authors is Passy Salberg from Finland, and he knows what mm. he's talking about. So there's a lot of um, these are very rapid fire answers. Are there? No, I, it's fine. I okay. said rapid fire, but I was hoping you'd elaborate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of highlighting in here. And one of the things that, um, I was talking to a group on Zoom with on Saturday was this one that I've got exclamation points beside. When a Long Island mother found out her five-year-old son in kindergarten was going to be required to use an iPad in class, she complained and threatened to pull the child out of school. So she was advocating for her child, right? School officials threatened to turn her into child protective services. This is how crazy things have gotten. This heartbreaking. It is. It is. So, yeah. Now I'm, I just started yesterday his latest with Timothy Walker, who's an American teacher who now teaches in Finland, called In Teachers We Trust. Because mm. in Finland, they trust you guys. Mm. Here they do not. No. They try to tell you how to do your job. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to write that down. I have the, the Let the Children Play. It's like way up there on my bookshelf, but uh, I haven't. I haven't read it yet. So I don't I have, have a to- lot of professional books I haven't read yet because they all look so yummy. Mm-hmm. And then the weekend comes and I just want to dive into Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. Last one. Um, where do you find inspiration and or creativity in your life? I'm inspired by all of you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the dedication that you show, you know, showing up on a Saturday for a Zoom webinar or something, mm-hmm. um, paying out of pocket for my courses, for goodness sakes, you know, uh, you don't get the, the, that happening in other professions. So yeah. I'm very inspired and motivated by you. But I'm also inspired by nature. Yeah. Yes, I, I you know, I live in Alexandria, Virginia, which oh, I thought you were going to say Alexandria, Minnesota. And I was like, hello. <laughs> I didn't know you had one. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Now I live in Alexandria, Virginia, which is just a hop, skip and a jump from DC. And you yeah. would imagine that it's all city, yeah. but 
I live in a neighborhood with a lot of trees. And actually, I moved here from New Hampshire and I see more foxes and deer here than I did in New Hampshire, which is kind of mind boggling. It's, it's very cool. There are, there are woods. Um, and during the pandemic, my little deck saved my life. Yeah. Because I would sit out there and read or I'd sit out there and have my, my morning coffee. And I would listen to the birds and see the flash of red go by. I'm always trying to catch the sight of the cardinals. And, um, and up the road just a little bit is a pond. And I will mm -hmm. sit and percolate there, yeah. you know, and just mm -hmm. contemplate life. And, and the ideas come. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I will say that you need to have that downtime. Yes. I mean, the one of my courses is about burnout. It's mm -hmm. called Too Tired to Teach. And uh, it's because I've had three burnouts in the past, the first 21 years of my career. And, uh, and I obviously learned the hard way that you have to take that time and that space, you know, for yourself to breathe. Yes. And yeah. That, okay, so A, nature is very healing for all people. Yes. So I'm a huge advocate for being outdoors. Yes. And second, some of my best, like all of my best ideas have come from those moments of nothing, of those mundane, that mundane time where it's not filled with a million things. So it's super important, I think. I mean, we could talk about creativity probably forever too, but oh, in, that's in, one of my favorite topics. I know, Kristen. I know, same. I, with knowing that like creativity is one of, is the number one thing that anybody is going to need in the future as far as um, jobs. And yeah. so knowing that and knowing that creativity can be unlearned we need time to just like we, we need it for young children. Adults need that time too. To yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the heartaches for children is that they're not getting enough downtime these days yes. and they absolutely need it. It is not wasted time. And if you're a mom who hears I'm bored, you should be yes. cheering inside. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and you should not let the hand figure yes. it out. Totally. I really quick story. You might really enjoy this. My daughter who is 15, she, so during the pandemic, I mean, she's been bored. There's been, she's really into theater and there's been no theater. And yeah. so there's been not a lot. And she took piano lessons when she was like six and seven, just basic, basic piano lessons. That girl has learned on her own how to play the piano. Wow. And she can play amazing things. It's so beautiful. And every time she plays, I'm like, like, whoa, because Very that's cool. what play is. She learned all of that because she chose to, and she had time and she yeah. was bored. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep. That's great. That's great. That is really wonderful. I, I, I know that the pandemic has been, <laughs> I mean, awful doesn't begin to describe yeah. it. And for a lot of people, free time, even during a pandemic, I mean, a lot of moms are doing dual jobs now, yeah. parent and teacher. teacher. Mm -hmm. um, but I 
was fortunate, you know, I feel blessed to be able to say that I produced more Same. over the last year than I ever had because life became so much simpler. You know, I have some, some concerns, so I was extra cautious. Mm-hmm. It's just been pretty much me and the cat picking up library books at the curbside yeah. for the last 14 months. Yes. <laughs> Talking to anybody who might go by the deck. So you know, <laughs> know that there are human beings out there. Zoom, thank goodness for Zoom. Right. But, but yeah, um, all that quiet time has, has turned into productive time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think that's how it's been for many adults and children as well. So some good did come out of this, right? Oh, goodness. We have to find some good in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Ray, I like took away so many nuggets. I took a lot of notes. Oh. And I like, thank you. Thank you for being a champion for children. Thank you for doing what you do. You don't realize, maybe you do, but you are changing the lives of so many people and helping so many people like myself understand things just a little bit better and waking us up to things that we didn't know we needed to wake up to. So thank you. It's hard for me to imagine that all that is true, but I I hope, I hope it is that my work does inspire yours. So, and, and back at you for everything that you're doing. Thank you. So, so the code coupon code is wild. Yep. At raypika.teachable.com. And I will make it available for all of the courses. Definitely. And I do know that you can, if you forget the teachable part and you just get raypika.com, it takes you, you can, you have courses at the top of your website. So you can click into there and it'll take you to them too, as well. I do. (laughs) Thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) for remembering that. (laughs) Um, Do you have any social channels that you're active on? Uh, well, on Facebook, it's um, Ray Pika Keynotes and Consulting is my company okay, page. Cool. And that's the best place for us to stay in touch. Um, I post the good stuff there. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope the rest of your day is fantastic, Ray. Same here. Thank you for letting me part be part of this, Kristen. Of course. Of course, I was honored. <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, I need you to do me a huge, 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 huge favor. If you liked listening and you want to be able to hear more, can you please go on to iTunes and leave me a five-star review? I would so appreciate it. And then connect with me on Instagram. It's learning.wild. We'll see you around.